Hello everyone, my name is Chris Rouse, and I would like to welcome you to the Pneumaturgical Podcast. It's a place where structure and spirit meet as we discover, explore, and celebrate the work of the spirit around us. As I've mentioned in some of the first episodes, our current structure is the liturgical calendar, a way of marking our time in Christ. And as we are moving out of the Christmas season, which ended with Epiphany, we move into what is called ordinary time. Now, usually the word ordinary means, you know, dull, boring, mundane, but in the liturgical calendar, it comes from the word ordinal, which means to count or mark. These weeks between the Advent Christmas season and the Lent Easter season, which is coming, are sometimes spent reflecting on the identity of Jesus. And so that is just what we will be doing together here in this ordinary stretch of time for the next several weeks, using the Gospel of John as a way of reflecting on Christ's identity. Jesus says over and over in the Gospel of John, I am. And of course, there's many things that Jesus says he is. And for today, we are going to focus on Jesus' statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We live in a time filled with lots of fake news. So just how can we be sure that the good news about Jesus is the real truth? Let's talk about it together today on Pneumaturgical. Will you join me in these words of prayers we open up today? Almighty God, your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, is the light of the world. Grant that your people, illumined by your word and spirit, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth, now and forever. Amen. And now let us hear today from the Holy Scriptures, the 14th chapter of John. These are words of Jesus we begin with. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. 
if you had known me, you would have known my father also. Henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and we shall be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and yet you do not know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me also, who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If a man loves me, He will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. 
He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. The Holy Scriptures of our Lord Jesus Christ, inspired by the Spirit for God's people. Thanks be to God. The 14th chapter of John's Gospel contains beautiful yet uh, cryptic language. Imagine, if you can with me, finding yourself in this moment with Jesus. You have been carefully and faithfully following Jesus around for months of your life. You are a dedicated disciple. You've maybe even left a good-paying career to hang out with this miracle-working spiritual teacher who claims to be the Son of God, the promised Messiah. And now Jesus starts saying, well, I'm going to have to get out of here soon, and it's going to be violent and messy and really heartbreaking. Obviously, (laughs) this news doesn't settle well, because chapter 14 of John's Gospel is Jesus trying to offer words of comfort and assurance about who he is while the disciples ask various questions. And our dear friend Thomas, who as we, uh, or maybe as I would say it, just has all the feels, (laughs) he uh, starts off by asking Jesus, how are we supposed to find where you are going? How are we supposed to just know the way? And I have to wonder, was Thomas kind of asking himself inside whether Jesus had handed out a map earlier or maybe gave some critical directions he missed? Um, you know, what what was going through Thomas's mind? It's, it's hard to, um, to reflect on all of that. And so Jesus answers back to this question. You know, Thomas is saying, how are we supposed to know the way to where you're, you're going? Jesus answers, I am the way and the truth and the life. I don't know that I can blame Thomas or any of these guys if they didn't make all the right connections here in John 14. You know, we're a little hard on the disciples sometimes. Um, You know, Jesus was hard on them at times, but I think he had the right to be, of course. Um, But, you know, we're hard on the disciples sometimes, thinking they didn't get it, but we often don't get it either. (laughs) So Jesus tries to help them along some here in John 14 by speaking about his Father. And so the way that Jesus has talked about his Father, the Father, through John's gospel and the other gospels, he's referring uh, to to what the Jewish folks uh, understood to be the eternal God, Yahweh, the, the one true living God, the one who simply said to Moses in the bush, I am. And of course, for Jesus to use this familiar term of father was uh, probably startling um, for them. And so we get Philip asking a question next. Maybe he's 
kind of nodding his head toward Thomas as he asked it, like, you know, if we all just press in here and (laughs) ask enough questions, we'll get the truth sorted out. And it's interesting the way that Philip words his his question um, to Jesus. He he says, Jesus, if, if you can just plainly show us, clearly point out the Father to us, then that will that will be sufficient. You know, that will be sufficient for us to to understand what you're talking about. So Philip is kind of like Thomas. Uh, not only did we apparently miss some map that was given out earlier with some directions, but we had a meet and greet with Jesus's father and didn't realize that either. And equally fascinating in all of this to me is the way Jesus responds to Philip. Believe me, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now, the conversation that Jesus continues to have with uh, the disciples here takes all kinds of turns, but here where we are looking at um, in John 14, it seems that in Jesus' response here, uh, especially to Philip, there, there seems to be a, a little bit of what we would call fact-checking, maybe. And, uh, you know, fact-checking is something that has become, I guess, unfortunately, all too commonplace in our world, you know, various individuals will speak in the public and suddenly everyone is fact-checking what they said. And so maybe it would go a little bit like like this for John 14. Jesus Christ posted up on his social media today, I am going to my Father to prepare a place for you. You know the way because you have seen my Father. And underneath this post would be a message reading These statements are under dispute and are being checked by independent sources for verification. Now, in our present time, there is always this chance you'll end up believing fake news. I have been so curious about exactly what fake news is since these conversations started months ago. So the other day, I decided to just Google the definition of fake news. Now, I'm not um, promoting Google as an authoritative source necessarily. Obviously, there's a lot of objections about them these days. But then again, fake news is not (laughs) authoritative either. So this definition came back to me when I Googled. It says, fake news stories are... Uh, News stories that are false, often of a sensational nature, created to be widely shared or distributed for the purpose of generating revenue, promoting or discrediting a public figure, political movement, company, etc. Now, initially, it does not seem that Jesus is doing any of these things, right? But later in John 18, when Jesus and Pilate are talking again about who Jesus is, Pilate asked that infamous question, what is truth? Now, the irony is that he's asking the very person who has claimed to be truth. 
But Pilate seems to view Jesus' claims about himself as fake news. This guy here, Jesus, is trying to spread around the sensational news that he is some king, and so now we have the Jewish leaders trying to discredit him as a public figure and even further have him executed. But back to John 14, right? Jesus is pretty adamant that what he's saying here with his disciples is the truth. It's not just sensational rumors. It's not just some attempt for Jesus to gain wealth or, or power, which he ends up denying all these things. Jesus doesn't even seem interested in discrediting any political movement or figure. You know, the only people, honestly, that Jesus often seems to question their credibility are church and religious leaders. Just keep that in mind. And so even when Jesus speaks with Pilate, Jesus is not making claims about himself that are threatening to Pilate. But Jesus does say to Philip in John 14 and to the other disciples there, believe me if nothing else on the basis of what I've done and what you've witnessed me doing, not just saying, but doing. And all throughout the Gospel of John is this theme of testimony. Now, we think of that word testimony like a witness in a trial. And often the testimony of a witness can bring a conclusion or verdict to a case that may seem unclear. Jesus actually invites a fact checked here. If nothing else, consider what you've witnessed me doing. And of course, the very last miraculous work going into these final moments between Jesus and his disciples is the resurrection of Lazarus, where Jesus declares himself to have authority over the grave and death itself, something that was only reserved for God. What's more, the way John describes the sisters of Lazarus being troubled when Jesus arrives is the same kind of trouble that Jesus tells the disciples to not be overcome with in John 14. So at the very least, Jesus is saying, go visit with Lazarus. And on the basis of the testimony of a man who was dead but now lives again, at least believe what I'm saying on the basis of the work of God, the good news at work around you itself. It's amazing to me how much news, whether real or fake, we digest constantly without ever really scrutinizing the source. And often, when we do make a decision, whether a news source is real or fake, we decide based on whether it agrees with what we've already decided. But Jesus says, the good news I bring is reliable— because you can trust the character of what you've witnessed from me. I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life because my testimony is one with the Father. For those who are filled with the Spirit, truth is not a moving news feed. Truth is Jesus Christ, the one who shows us the way of living in God's kingdom and the one who speaks with authority over the powers of sin and death in this world. 
There are three questions in John 14 that come from Jesus' disciples, and I would like to use them today to guide us through a litany of truth. I have included a, a link to this litany in the podcast description for you. The words of response for this litany are, Lord, keep me in the way of truth. I will pause between sections for you to say these words aloud or meditate upon them. Almighty Father, we often feel confused and uncertain by the voices speaking around us. We long to find you in the chaos of life, but we lose our way. Heavenly Father, give us discerning spirits so that we can journey to the place where you are prepared for us. Jesus, merciful Savior, incarnate Son of God, we so easily forget the words you have spoken. You have shown us the path of truth in the shape of the cross. You have revealed to us that our life is found in humility and service, mercy and love. Jesus, help us to believe even when we cannot see. Eternal Spirit, you desire to guide us into all truth. Your presence comforts us with assurance when we cannot understand. The world will see the radiance of the Son to the glory of the Father when we follow your voice in the way of truth. Spirit, give us ears to hear what you are saying, that we would speak the truth of the gospel. In John 14, Jesus also speaks of the work of the Spirit directly. Join me in prayer today as we invite the Spirit to work in each of us and in our world. Eternal God, Father, Son, Spirit, you have made known to us the way of holiness, the truth of justice, the life abundant in love and grace. Holy Spirit, work in us, reminding constantly, gently, forcefully of the words of Jesus, spoken with authority over sin and death, words which invite us to resurrection from the grave of our own destructive desires to new life in the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, remind us of the truth in Christ confirmed in the testimony of witnesses, countless saints over the ages who have walked in the gospel way. Holy Spirit, we know that our world in all of its darkness may not choose to accept your voice or recognize the authority of Christ. Yet your adoptive presence is with us. May we live under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, allowing you always to teach us how to live in the way of truth. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen.
Hey folks, again, I'm glad you've joined me today on this episode. If you are um, enjoying uh, this podcast or find it helpful, please leave me a review or a comment. Uh, You can also visit pneumaturgical.com. I've set that up where you can subscribe to receive alerts when new episodes are ready and uh, and I'll be trying to uh, prepare and, and have other resources um, available for you. Uh, I'm working pretty soon on having some different guests to join me, and I'm excited about that. So just keep tuned here with Pneumaturgical as we uh, discover, explore, and celebrate the work of the Spirit.